Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Hey, dude. How's it going? (laughs) So, okay, not to spoil, but we have some guests, which we'll introduce very shortly. But one of our guests really astutely noticed that you are wearing a shirt oh, that was a previous segment segment. Yes. What's that garbage company called? Romwe. Thank you. Um, and I had to buy it because no one bought it for me, even though I specifically asked. I know you did. How much do I ask of you? How much? Oh, kind of a lot. We do ask a lot That's of... That's true. No, no, no. Not of me. I mean, like, we ask a lot of our we listeners. We do. We ask them to review us and... Yeah. I mean, but, speaking real quick, yeah. can I... Uh, okay, so... We asked people to review us, and we said we would give them friendship bracelets if they reviewed us. Yeah, we did. Um, Which were beautifully made by some of our very good friends. goddamn gorgeous. Yeah. Um, well, it, the plan seemed to have backfired. Because, what? Um, let me just read you one of these reviews. Wait, I haven't even seen this. You're in for a treat. <laughs> Is um, it bad? B-K-R-K-N-G. What do you think that means? B-K-R-K-N-G. I don't know. I don't know. I, Bra- I don't know. Breaker King. Listen to the first time, the murderous clown. Is it real? Oh, um, yeah, that's <laughs> when I was story. making fun of you. Yeah, um, I really liked it, but I have a couple statements. <gasps> you said no comment, then went on to comment. Wait, but you guys also called me out on you. this. Yes, it's obviously directed towards me. Um, but listen oh to God. number two. I don't know her name, but she needs to back off the <laughs> mic an inch or two. I hear her breath and I hear her stomach growl. <laughs> Or she has gas, and it's all coming up to her throat. <laughs> it's oh disgusting. God. So I'm like, please leave oh a nice... Oh, my God. <laughs> so you know what? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I've literally never been happier. That's actually helpful feedback. If we're, if we're like eating the mic too much, we need to know that. That's good to know. Yeah, thanks. And if I'm commenting and disappointing people with my like undue commentary, that's helpful. Okay. You see... This is how you are versus me. <laughs> how many stars? Um, Stand by. Ooh, all the stars. See, I'll okay. take it. I'll take a five star with some comments. Okay, okay. Some constructive criticism. Listen, I've gotten worse in my life. That's true. From you. That's true. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. Wait, okay, you guys, if you think that, that we're a little too gassy or assorted other comments, Whatever. hop onto iTunes. Know. First do all five stars. That's then say whatever mandatory. you want. And then say whatever you want. And I'm going to send this person the worst bracelet we have. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's only fair. It is only fair. Okay. It, yeah, we should send them. What's, what's one that's like kind of sassy? I'll make a special one. Yeah, what's it going to say? Gassy or something. <laughs> I don't know. I have, to think. I have to think. We could send them a no comment one. Like, we don't want their comments. Yeah. Do you get it? It's like a, it's one of our segments. And also, it. we don't want them to comment so brilliant on itunes it's so brilliant it's like it means two things lauren like okay okay um wait how how are you getting their info are you just reaching out to them Um, through itunes that's a good we'll let the we'll let monty the the intern work that out out. okay um wait speaking of rating us and doing other things write us on itunes Mm -hmm. number two tell a friend tell a friend not just any friend a friend you think would like podcasts and like our show number three call the big listen Mm mm-hmm Right? How do we do that? 202-885-POD1. 
or email biglisten at wamu.org and tell them you love us. And I'm not going to stop asking until we make the show. Can I call the Big Listen and tell them about your um, your indigestion? You can. <laughs> anything. Okay, perfect. It can't, tell it them I have just... to buy my own clothing. I thought I'd be famous <laughs> enough by now that I don't have to buy my own clothing. Honestly. Mom, we should have been sending me stuff. What happened was we all looked at the website and we were like, mm. I, No, I have heard that a few times. That people <laughs> were like on the website and were like, nope. I'm just kidding. I actually didn't look at the website. I just forgot. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? <sighs> I don't know. We go back a long ways, but this is this hurts. This might be the end. This might be the end of our friendship. It's very housewives of us to like have a ten year long friendship. No, not ten years. How long? How old are we? Yeah, like twenty five something. Wait, thirteen years? Fourteen? There's no way to know. This is good. This is good podcast fodder. This is interesting should we keep, for everyone? Also, we, we have two amazing out? guests, and we're not. I know. Even I know. Addressing. Okay, we should get that. Do we have any other show nuts? That's it. Uh uh-uh. uh Should we jump into it? Yeah. Do it. Okay. We have two special guests. Ah! Welcome them. They are Hannah and Matt of Hannah and Matt Know It All, a podcast in which Hannah and Matt re-answer questions from other advice columns and podcasts. Oh, I love it. As well as fielding new questions. So it's stuff a lot. Like, they, they talk about everything, but topics usually include relationships, sexuality, roommates, workplace, health, culture, politics, cats, and everything. 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 Say hi, Hannah and Matt. Hi. Oh my gosh. They are here, pressure. I promise. We're not making this up. Hi, I'm Matt, aka BRK uh, KNG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn I it, Matt. Knew it. Uh, come on. <laughs> I know. I couldn't wait <gasps> for this occasion. I had to do it. I had to get it out there early. Could you just have texted me? We have each other's phone numbers now. Oh, well, yeah. You were probably my like, bad. if I'm going to be on this show, I have some notes before I get on there. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh. to do things passively aggressively yeah. through <laughs> iTunes only. Well, thanks for oh my gosh. admitting. I just want everyone to know how much Matt and I have been trying to be quiet in our laughter pre-intro. <laughs> uh, we're just both sitting here being like, oh, don't laugh out loud. No one knows we're here yet. Just politely be like, pretend like they're funny. If we, <laughs> if we fake laugh, they'll think so. <laughs> Wait, we're so excited to have you guys here. We don't have guests that often, but we love your podcast so much that we just had to have you on. Oh, thank you. Well, we, we're so excited to be here. Yeah. It's really fun. We thought it would be a good combination because it's both what we're doing is kind of meta like we're yeah. a podcast talking about podcasts and you with both, podcasters yes and you are kind of an advice podcast talking about advice columns i guess yeah yeah, yeah. which love is it. genius Personal. by the way i love giving advice i never have good advice but okay we talked a little bit about your podcast but like tell us in your own words what's it about what's the deal i mean so the the way that the podcast came to be is essentially that Matt and I were <laughs> Matt and I were on vacation in Europe, but we're really bad at being well, on vacation. Well, well. <laughs> and so um, we like we were in France and I speak very minimal French and Matt speaks none. And we were like, there's no TV channels in English. What will we do to entertain ourselves? <laughs> and we ran out of podcasts to listen to. So I was like, I will read advice columns aloud to you <laughs> um, because this is the sort of person I am. I'm going to keep up with your prudence oh my while God. I'm in France for the first time because I'm a crazy person Um, (laughs) so I would read the questions out loud and then I'd stop and be like how would you answer this Mm. and we'd like hash it over and then like somehow that basically turned into the column because I I read advice columns obsessively and I would like g-chat Matt all day and like send him oh my god read this question this is the craziest thing I've ever heard can you believe this person and so Matt was like, we should, like, record this if you're going to make me listen to your opinions on these all later. 
<laughs> it's such a fun game, but not everyone would be good at it. Yeah. I think if no, I did it. You guys are way better than I would be. <laughs> Is it just training from reading all the advice? Yeah. How are you so good at it? Oh, we're just naturals. We just know it all. We, we came out of the womb that way. <laughs> you no, do know it all, I've heard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, you, you start to notice these thematic elements throughout this, the questions, and when you start reading all of this advice, it all kind of just, I don't know, katamaris in your head, and you've got all of this great wellspring of knowledge around all of these uh, topics that keep repeating themselves, and I don't know, and we just sort of talk, and things come out, and it's heavily edited, I'm not going to lie. Okay. So not everything <laughs> we say is, is brilliant. <laughs> we cut out a whole segment, so I'll be like, Matt, cut that out. I don't want that in there. I sound oh, like an idiot. Same, us too. Also, I don't know the word katamari, <laughs> so I think right there I'm disqualified from giving advice. <laughs> um, no, but what I like about your guys' advice is it's it never um, falls on etiquette or sort of like social established rules. It's more so like common sense and decency, which makes a lot of sense I, to me. I think you're both very empathetic, which is why yeah. I would be very bad at it. I think yeah. whenever I listen to podcasts with advice, I'm always like, bullshit, that's... <laughs> oh, stop whining. Like, I am too that's mean true. to do it. You have to be nice and kind and listen. You have to... I'm not a listener. Yeah. You, it, not, a, not everyone can do it. So, applause, applause. Thank you. And also, I feel like sometimes we don't always come down on the side of nice. Like, I definitely feel like some of the questions that are, well, like, more out there were like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my you, God. You were way too mean to the Nazi person. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, if you're into dating Nazis, I guess date Nazis. Like, it just feels don't like... Don't ever do that. In that case, there are really two sides. Right. Oh, I know. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. Well, it's important um, to us not to be prescriptive about behavior because, you know, you take everything case by case and yeah. you, you try and look at the unique circumstances and you can't pass judgment on people when you have this, like, two paragraphs of their life. I yeah. do, though. I okay. do. That's well, true. I suppose That's you can. That's <laughs> now, what the problem is. Okay, we're going to jump into a couple clips which are going to be <laughs> advice-themed. But first, I do have some advice that I was hoping just, like, just, like, aside from that, that you guys could help me out with. Oh, my God, yes. Tell us your no, problems. Not, not <laughs> I have advice. I have a problem. Um, I have a podcast, and my co-host is very gassy, <laughs> like, during the show. <laughs> is there anything I could do? <laughs> D- dump the motherfucker already. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's perfect I use of Dan Savage's advice. I mean, if you read a lot of Ask a Manager, you will know that some people's favorite tactic is to just, like, passive-aggressively leave antacids or breath mints or whatever on someone's desk. So you could just, like, leave some Tums, yeah. like, sitting out well, by she her She says microphone. she wants us to buy her things. So. Um, That's, uh, why not Pepsi? I feel like you guys are talking about me, so... <laughs> no, no, no. Feeling oh. very attacked. Sorry, my other... Uh, it's a different oh, podcast. Oh, I thought so. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> kidding. Laura. I sort of can't believe that comment because I think you are like the least gurgly person I've ever met. Me. That's what I think. Do you have enemies? And I am. Yes. Do you know me? <laughs> I am getting to the bottom of this. Oh, my goodness. Bad reviews are the best. So, like, when Matt and I got our first bad review, we were so delighted. We were like, oh, my God. This person has so many opinions on us. <laughs> they cared enough to tell us that they hate us. It's great. That's, uh, th- that don't, is when you know you made it. With bad reviews. Well, we don't no, actually no, please, like don't. them. Yeah. It was Eric, so. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Well, it came shortly after our Don't Date Nazis episode. So, it's like, really? oh, did we offend a <gasps> Nazi? Well, you know, Excellent. I think that episode got temporarily taken down. Yeah, I don't know why, to be honest. It just sort of disappeared. I, I imagine somebody maybe was offended by it. And maybe it got removed by <laughs> it Apple. It was just too strong of a stance to take. I know. Like, wow. Yeah, too incendiary. Way to really go out, get, go out there and I know, 
right? Make it political. I can't believe we're living in a time and place where it's not okay to say that dating Nazis is unacceptable. Yeah. You're, you now, you're, now you're going to get us in trouble. Now we're, <laughs> you're our, our welcome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you listen to the, I don't think his latest Savage Love, but maybe like a couple ago where he was like, I'm sorry, like the last three questions were about Nazis. And that's just <laughs> wow. what, those are the questions I've gotten. I have and, hit my limit on Nazis. Yeah. Talking about he was Nazis. like, okay, I'm just going to regular sex advice questions now. Like, uh, I, I'm consciously not doing the Nazi thing anymore. You know what's funny about Dan Savage? I think I just heard Captain Awkward saying this on your podcast. Was, was she talking about Dan Savage? Yeah. Yes. I, I agree with her. I don't listen to Dan Savage anymore because he's been doing it for so long. I really feel like I can predict yeah. what he's going to say. It's yeah, I know not, what you mean. It's not new anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I was agreeing with her. Yeah, that. he's a bit of a caricature, especially mm-hmm. in his written advice. I like him, though. She's right. Like, I right. like yeah. he, how he says things. He's a great writer. Yeah. But I don't need to listen to the podcast. I think my favorite thing about that show is though is hearing the questions. It's like hearing people's circumstances and like their their relationships and... I feel like I learn from that more so than the advice. Yeah, when we've brought him up on our show, the questions typically have to do with consent in a yeah. very important way. And, you know, he's no nonsense with those answers. And yeah. we think those are worth highlighting when yeah. people write in and they're very clearly being sexually assaulted and they don't realize it. So, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. He's also, have you been to Humpfest or considered going? I've had multiple people tell us that we should go they're like oh you're sex positive you would enjoy this thing and i'm like you, you may go. be right but also please stop telling me that i'm starting <laughs> to feel really like pigeonholed right now <laughs> well then don't go it's terrible it was, i mean by all means please it was so awful i, I did not go twice it was <laughs> oh my gosh let's we'll talk about that Marlene. um should we get going let's jump into clip? our first clip i can't wait to hear real advice from these two um okay so th- we wanted to bring you a clip from one of our favorite advice shows called Awesome Etiquette. Yep. Are you familiar? Familiar, but I haven't listened to okay. a little bit. Oh, that makes me even more excited. Oh, boy. That is <laughs> newish. <laughs> you guys. Um, Lizzie Post and Dan Post Senning are literal descendants of Emily Post. <gasps> they're exactly. Very, they're very old-fashioned. You guys um, can't see, but Hannah's face I, is very excited about I that. I think <laughs> their listeners are approximately 80 years old. <laughs> and, but they've kind of, re, they're trying to re-energize the whole, like, which fork do I use first thing? You know, like, very, like old school manners. And because of that, to be frank, some of the questions are, like, very groan-worthy. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> and, it's, but I, it, you know, I, I do get the sense that a lot of their listeners are older or southern or... <laughs> traditional that some of them have to be Nazis. I like that that's no a category. Like I really do. Older that's Southern amazing. maybe not. I, one of those <laughs> you know things, the type. The Venn diagram it's there. sort of inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean who even knows these days? I, but <laughs> this clip will go down as one of my favorites and actually we featured it I think on our very first episode. Was it the first? Uh, it was it was one of the first. <laughs> love um, this one. And and I feel like we tried to answer it and we I just got mad. I was screaming. I was zero help. <laughs> So we needed to bring Hannah and Matt on to actually try to answer the question with empathy. That's what I want. Because yeah. I was so mad. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not even trying to help these people. I'm going to feel like I super failed now if I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will high five you. Please so, feel welcome to have that advice. If, if you want to high five from me. Sometimes that's the correct advice. <laughs> um, but also, this call is symbolic to all of the calls in the show where it's someone wringing their hands over something insane, what I think is insane. And I think it's nothing. Um, maybe it is, though, and I, that's why I want to hear what you have to say about it. But this is about tapas. Our next question has to do with ordering and sharing food family style. 
Dear Lizzie and Daniel, Last night, my husband and I had dinner out with four other adults and a child at a tapas restaurant where most plates are small and are meant for sharing. Other entrees were large but served family style. The original plan was to split the cost three ways. We ordered first, selecting a few plates that we knew we would enjoy and that others had mentioned they were considering. I was assuming that the others would do the same and maybe duplicate some plates to make sure there was enough to go around. Only one other couple ordered a small plate and a large plate of an item everyone agreed upon. As it turned out, as food was passed around, there was only enough for a single bite of each plate option per person. My dilemma was that I didn't want to dominate the ordering choices and yet wanted to make sure that there was something in the mix my husband and I would enjoy. What is the proper etiquette in a situation like this? Maybe we should have gotten more direction from the server. Thanks in advance, Valerie. <laughs> I get endless delight from this question. I hope you guys do too. So I actually, I have a lot of feelings on this question. Yes. Um, because I've been in a lot of sort of similar situations where, yeah, people want to try different things. And I think that honestly, the proper etiquette, if you're counting on people sharing, is to discuss as a table and then one person takes the lead on ordering. Love it. And actually, I have a great firsthand account of this because uh, my sister and my, one of my sisters and my mom were in town this weekend and met up with me and Matt and one of my other sisters and her boyfriend and we went out to a tapas place mm-hmm. and we looked oh at the gosh. menu and we had a discussion amongst us and ordered like a half bottle of red wine and a half bottle of white wine and one person took the lead and ordered all the food based on what everybody had said they were interested in and then we split the bill evenly because that's what civilized adults do <laughs> in sharing situations. Thank you. It seems pretty straightforward, and I'm really confused at the fact that that's not what happened. Ah, well, okay, so part of the question I feel was, like, they didn't want to, like, invoke too much control. Because you were with your family. I'm sure you're all pretty, like, comfortable and casual with each other. What about the element of, like, you're out with friends and, like, maybe mixed company and other couples? How do you, how do you bring that up or say, like, I'm going to do all the ordering without feeling like you're taking too much control? Just ask for everyone's preferences. I don't know. Yeah, you have that discussion. And yeah. I think that it's okay to take a little bit of control because somebody has to get the ball rolling. And if you're with other people who are like, oh, I don't really have any preferences, you say, well, what about between these two options? And you, you lead them a little bit. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I don't know if this is like a New York thing or a type A thing, but I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I've been in a lot of these situations where I'd be like, okay, so it sounds like we want like a mac and cheese and a couple of this like fried dish and like maybe one of these and one of X. Does that sound good to everybody? And then when the waiter comes over, I'm just like, okay, these are the things we want. And like, maybe I'm just bossy, but also it works. Well, I come from a long line of people who have no preferences and don't care about anything. So somebody kind of has to take charge. It's so true. I am that person that's like, I'm good with whatever. And that's not actually helpful in that situation. And then you're like, I didn't get to eat anything. Yeah. (laughs) Which like, I I could miss a meal. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But this is, I, one thing that I think the letter writer was saying that comes up a lot on this podcast is I am so polite that nobody else is polite as me. I think that's the point of this letter. Yeah. What are we supposed to do when everyone's not as polite as me? Was the, did the server do it wrong? Were they right. supposed to ha- tell <laughs> us more? Yeah. Yeah, that, that aspect was weird. The, the, yeah. the answer to talk seems so obvious to me. Just talk about it. I feel like that's the answer to like 97.6% of questions. That's like your words. Have an honest and open conversation like an adult human being. Yeah. 
Uh, but people in general seem to be really bad at that. Yeah. Also, that about that same proportion of letter writers into any sort of advice thing are just asking for confirmation that they were in the right. Yes. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. Totally. Exactly. I mean, I think for me, I think the advice to this caller would be bring Hannah anytime you go to a tapas <laughs> restaurant. Uh, definitely yes. bring me. They have it um. nailed down. <laughs> they need a Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Hannah also just takes the bill at the end of it. It's like, I got this. I'm doing uh, the math. I'll tell you all what to do. Oh, wow. We really (laughs) need Hannah. (laughs) Every friend group needs that. Because Mm -hmm. otherwise you end up in that situation where the bill goes around. Everyone thinks they've paid for their portion plus tax and tip. You get to the end and you don't even have enough to cover the base level of tax and tip. And then whoever actually has money in the group ends up throwing in like an extra $40 just so that you guys aren't assholes. Just so it's not awkward. Yeah. Yeah. This (laughs) is my favorite thing about my friends, you guys included. Like... Anytime we're at a restaurant and it's a group bill thing, it's it's like we're giving back money because people are so good about being like oh. tax tip a that's, little extra in case someone else. That's your favorite up. thing about me. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty high okay. Compliment. One of my favorite <laughs> okay. things about my friends. We can well, list speak, later. That speaks well to you as a person because people oh, that underpay are the bane of my existence. Yeah, it's so true. It just it's just is like a lack of awareness. But that yeah. seems like something I would want to write in about. You know, yeah. the money thing actually is confusing the and, of and more stressful. Yes. Yeah. Because it's it could it, you you don't want to offend someone and say like you ate more tapas. I don't know. Yeah. You you guys unsurprisingly had like a good well thought out answer to this question when we first got when I we first talked about it. We were like it's fucking tapas. Like just get get, get a what problem. Are you talking get about? a real problem. There are a lot of real problems. Like, you can go have through one. like the drive-through after if you're still start no. only got one bite of each plate. It's the, you're fine. The I remember saying how do they make it through their day? <laughs> yes, if you that's can't right. do that's this, right. I don't know. Right. I love the idea of just keeping them up at night. Like, I, I have to write in. This is, ah, oh, my friends are the worst. My child starved to death. Right. Because that was kind of the <laughs> to go not They passed away that night. Why would you just order more things? Like, right. you know, at the end, nobody got enough to eat, so, like, order another round. That's how tapas exactly. works. Right. It's like beer. It's like, like oh, you just get another round of small Let's get more. You can do that. A quick tip for if you're like this, don't go get fucking tapas. <laughs> go to a goddamn restaurant. Get your individual entree. You're right. No one's yeah. making you go get tapas. But uh. I, I liked what you said about just so, so often it's just have an open conversation. Because I often think maybe you should have the person listen to, you know, when people are calling into Dan Savage, maybe have your partner listen to Dan's answer yeah. and your questions so that they know that you're struggling and that if you don't feel like confronting them, you don't have to. Dan is doing it for you. And that's often his advice. He's like, for, depending on the circumstance, but he's like, you could play them this call. You know, you've arti- you've already articulated in your question all of your concerns and your feelings. Like, play them the call. That makes it a, le- a little easier. So who do you think this letter writer is? Any guesses, age? I mean, I don't know. I feel very strongly that this is a couple in the Hudson Valley with a child <laughs> in a private school. I think they're NPR listeners. I mean, same. This is not a. I'm not. This is not a negative comment on these people, um, and I think that they have a wine cellar. Oh Maybe my it's not goodness. a full cellar. Okay, they have a wine no, fridge. I think they have no, a wine fridge. No wine. No. They have a wine you're fridge. Wrong. Will no. you accept a fridge? No. Oh my god. They don't ever refrigerate. Okay, what do you think? What do you all think about the wine? In a hill. <laughs> I think they just, are in fact hobbits. They're literally hobbits. I, I think they've sealed up some friends behind a, a wall before, <laughs> in the, over a cask oh. of Amontillado. Oh, you think they're they're uh, they're 
Oh yeah, oh, gone I mean, off they're the rails. they're on they're on the edge here. They're just like, oh, oh are God. these friends worth sealing up? Is really the subtext behind this question? I, I think this was written by my grandmother. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. What's it, your grandmother's first name? Just so we can. I'm oh, like, on you the don't one hand, say. I don't want to say, but on the other hand, she doesn't have a computer, so she definitely doesn't listen to podcasts. Can we go with like Pearl or something? <laughs> it's close enough. It's okay, grandma. great. Pearl, great. Grandmas don't have first names. I just want to be able to address her. Are you okay? Yep. Because there's been an injury on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous over here. I'm really glad that we had you guys sign those liability waivers. <laughs> Wait, Lauren, who do you think they are? You disagree with me. I, I just don't think they get out very much. I really don't think they ever go out. Yeah. And I you don't. Can't, you can't have a wine fridge and stay in a lot. <laughs> no, they don't. I, I don't leave. know. <laughs> that, there, there's no way there's a wine fridge. <laughs> I don't think they're drinkers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Will you accept a National Geographic history subscription? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we're talking. It's a good compromise. Um. <laughs> Okay, I feel a lot better about this. I know. Now, I I can't decide. You answered without with kindness. You yeah. And again, good common sense. I can't decide if this has made me like want to go to a tapas restaurant more or like more afraid to. I think you really have to be selective about who you go out for tapas with. That's it. I don't go out with the people that are gonna be like, I only had one bite of that plate, so I should only have to right. pay for seven percent. I of actually that dish. didn't try the leeks, so mine is a little less. The, the last couple times we went to we went to um, Via Carota. Anyone? Mm. It's, nope. Uh, we, nope. You get things to share, and every single time we've been there, we just order way too much, over, 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 over. And every single time I'm like, we're not going to be able to eat all this. And I look over and DJ Jaywoo was like, yes, we are. <laughs> and we do. So you just have to bring like, you need a Hannah who's going yep. to lay down the law. And you need a DJ Jaywoo who's just going to eat everything. Eat the, the remainder. There will be zero leftovers. I love it. And then just invite me along because it sounds fun. <laughs> and, and you definitely don't need a me who's like, oh, I, I have no preference. You, I can have whatever. Also, I'm vegetarian. Oh, vegetarian. <laughs> That's okay. Well, then you just have to bring Matt and I because so are we. So like, You're both vegetarian? We're both yeah. vegetarian. Lauren's vegetarian too. <gasps> oh, oh, my oh, goodness. Shit. Wow. Wait, a table full of... How are you feeling? Wait a minute. DJ Jaywoo? No, it sounds like we should <laughs> go... It sounds like we should go... the meat-filled sharing plates. Sorry, DJ Jaywoo. But he wants all the extra food, so it evens out. That's true. We need one of you. I'm still going to be full that's true. I really feel like we need to go to Via Carota together. I think we might be the ideal combination of tapas we'll shares. Test it out. I mean, do it. Yeah. Oh. There, expect an update. There, there will be an update. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> thrilled. Be a test. I'm just thrilled. Should we jump into our second clip? Yes. How did you guys feel? First clip ever on our show. Did you? Did that feel okay? Oh, it was good. I'm on a lot of drugs, so it was just really <laughs> easy for me. That it does seem. That seems right. <laughs> Do you have I, any tips for us for the next clip? Oh yeah, Can any advice as we jump into our second of two clips? Uh, yeah, you're just so on, on that microphone. I oh, can just hear trying, everything. Trying. Just all of your innards. <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you even hear me? Can you hear me? That's perfect. Can A little softer. On a scale of one to ten, how mad would you be if I held the mic up to the cat at some point just <laughs> oh because his mouths are so oh good? Oh my gosh, zero. I'm zero like, have you zero. any commentary? <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot to say. That's my purpose as co-host, just to like be the cat. <laughs> what are your cast names again? Mad-Eye and Shadow, and they're the best. And you only ever hear Mad-Eye on the podcast because Shadow doesn't really talk. She just like 
lays on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, but she is very That's, Someone nearby. has to do that. I don't know. <laughs> will, will you send us pictures of Mad-Eye and Shadow so that we can Photoshop Monty into it and then all the cats will be together? Um, oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. I kind of thought about you that. might bring them, but... Oh, awkward. They don't travel well. Yeah. And That's I heard, fair. I heard Shadow has a big day tomorrow, so... She's poor Shadow. If anyone's following our Twitter, you have seen pictures of our poor newly snaggletooth cat. <laughs> she she did not look that way when we got her, and it's adorable, but also we're afraid it's going to like rot in her face, and so we have to go Aww. get her a snaggletooth belt with. Can you give her treats? Are there like ways to reward her or to, you know? Yes, and she's she, by her. Yes, we'll, we will we will give her many treats, and hopefully she won't hide under the fridge or pee on the floor again, and we'll be fine. No, best of luck. Poor Shadow. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> Do it, Currently Monty. Sniffing. Come on. No, no commentary. I know. Cats. Um, <laughs> that's so cats. Um, okay, this next clip I know you're going to like because it's from your podcast. Yeah. Oh. Hannah and Matt know it all, in case you forgot. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> um, you can find it on iTunes or anywhere where, where you get your podcast. Yeah. Right? Someone asked me this that's recently true. and I was like, I don't know. Ask Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google Play Store, Stitcher, the other one, TuneIn. SoundCloud? The other one. I don't remember. <laughs> Wherever Libsyn distributed them. Um, <laughs> this is from the episode Hannah and Matt Don't Date Nazis. Controversial. As we were talking about before. <laughs> Taking a stand. <laughs> um, we'll just listen to the question. And now our last question for the day is a listener question from listener Patrick. How do I handle my partner referring to herself as a lesbian, even though I am a trans man? Hi, Hannah and Matt. I am a transgender man. When I came out as trans, my wife and I had been together for six years in what appeared to be a lesbian relationship. My wife insisted that regardless of my gender, she loved me completely and transition wouldn't change that. She has been my most vocal advocate and has helped every step of the way, even giving me my hormone shots because needles freak me out. She has been amazingly supportive in every way but one. She still refers to herself as a lesbian. She says that just as I get to live my truth and have it known to others, she has the right to do that as well. She balks at the idea of calling herself bisexual or queer, saying that if anyone asks, she will happily tell them that despite being a lesbian, I am the one and only exception to her preference. While this isn't directly outing me, it does make people question our relationship. And while I pass well, it's easy enough to figure out I'm transgender if you're looking for it. I also feel like it says that she still thinks of me as a woman in some way, even though she says that is not the case. And to her credit, she has never once misgendered me or called me by my old name since I came out to her. And she regularly corrects those who do, like my family, who are not supportive of my transition at all. I just cannot understand how she thinks it's okay and not disrespectful to continue calling herself a lesbian. Asking her to at least refer to herself as bisexual made her mad, but she couldn't or wouldn't explain why. Why should it even matter? We're married, and it's not like she's making her preferences known for dating purposes. I want to get over this, and it's not like it comes up very often, but every time I hear her say it, part of me feels like it's a deal-breaker. If it matters, my trans friends all think it's weird and disrespectful too, while my best friend, who is cis and straight, thinks I'd be an idiot to leave her over something, quote, so small. Especially when she is basically the only family I have left. What do I do? It doesn't feel small to me. Yeah, we, we got this one via email, so I had a, a follow-up, just because I wanted to respond right away and say, this isn't small. I, I think you're, you're, you're right to feel upset, but it is extremely complicated. And we've talked about this one ahead of time. Just um, we, see a, we see both points of view here and why this is so fraught. And your partner may be uncomfortable, both of you feeling strongly about your identities and your background, and, oh boy, having to find this this middle ground. So this, oh, sorry. 
this came in to you from someone emailed just you. This was just for you. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of those questions just for you? Yeah, well, we don't get a ton of questions just to us, but the ones that we do do tend to thematically be along the lines of like queer polyamory and transgender based questions. I think because um, other than Dan Savage, who is answering from a pretty cis straight perspective, or not straight, sorry, a cis, like a cis male gay perspective. Um, there's not a whole lot of advice givers out there who are looking at things through like a whole lot of different lenses. And so I think because we're open about the fact that we're polyamorous and I'm open about the fact that um, I'm non-binary, uh, we get we get more questions directed towards that. People being like, oh, this person might actually understand like to some extent where we're coming from. So we get we get a lot of questions along those lines. That's so awesome. It is, but it's also really stressful, stressful. sometimes. Yeah. I was like, you came in and I was like, oh, God, this is a big thing, so, and I don't know if I'm qualified to answer this. It's like, what do I do at a tapas restaurant? And then it's like, fix right. this problem. I mean, this is a doozy. How do I deal with how people literally identify themselves and their core identities? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, on both parts. In this, Very carefully. In the, yeah. yeah. But it's, such a, I, it's such a compliment that someone would take this really serious like, like problem and trust you with it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I love that element of doing the show. It's getting these emails and people sometimes start with, you know, it feels weird that I'm sending this to a stranger, but you know, having listened to you uh, for many months, I just feel like I feel like I can send this over. And, you know, whether we ultimately give good advice or not, they're oftentimes they're just so relieved to get it off their chest and to put into words what they're feeling that Oh, so many times we've heard, like, you know, having just sent that, I feel like I sorted it out myself. But, you know, thanks for your answer anyway. I'm like, well, there you go. Thanks Secret for benefit. Email address. <laughs> so exactly. Matt manages our email box and, like, he'll occasionally send me a question and be like, okay, I want to address this one this week. And then, like, you know, the next day be like, JK, they sorted it out themselves. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because I didn't know how to say that. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting because I feel like what we're doing for the most part in terms of like re-answering questions, we kind of have a, a real advantage because we've already gotten one person's take on it and kind of have time to like think through like what did somebody else say and how can we like build off of that conversation that's sort of already happening. And when somebody sends you something brand new, the first couple times it happened, it was like extremely overwhelming because I was like, I'm going to like fuck up somebody's life. Like I, (laughs) I have no qualifications. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, and that's one of the great things that we've had about talking to other advice columnists. Like the fact that we do a lot of uh, interviewing people that have been doing advice for a lot longer than we have. And one of the things that comes up frequently, we're like, how did you get into this? And they're like, I don't know. I just kind of like felt like it. And people started sending me other questions because there's an unending number of people in the world with problems. And only so many people who have like, um, I'm going to go with self-confidence and not cockiness, but like <laughs> the the level of willingness to like go on the record telling somebody that they don't know how to live their life. I'm a writer with a lot of opinions. It's a sort of <laughs> common theme. Yeah. But I think your experience is like your um, body of work. Like it, it is the, the questions you've answered and the episodes that you've recorded. Like that for me as a listener is all the experience I need to know because I hear your sage advice and I decide whether or not I agree or whether or not I trust you. And based on that, I decide whether or not I'd be comfortable to then ask. So it's like, I think that's all that you, all that me as a listener would need to ask advice from someone. That's true. And we've gotten surprisingly little in the way of people 
sending us messages or what have you and saying, I strongly disagreed with what you said. I think it's maybe happened twice. Yeah, yeah we, had, we had one person we advised who thought we were being too harsh who I suspect will later write back and say, yeah, you were right. Yeah, upon further um, reflection. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we had one, one person who was not the person who had initially written in, right? It was just right. like a stranger writing in and being like, you were wrong on that thing. And we were like, cool. Well, start a <laughs> podcast about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm tempted to say that, yeah. honestly. Where's but also, podcast? conflicting yeah. opinions are good too. I, I like how on, you know, some advice columns and podcasts, they, they will publish or play, you know, folks who disagree. Right. Well, I mean, I, that's kind of the entire premise of ours. It's like, like some of right. them are ones where we're like, we just want to double down and be like, yes, this person was right. And this question's uh-huh. insane. And sometimes it's like, I don't feel like they got to the core of what was the issue here. And I feel yep. like this person needs more information. And like, that's, what's fun about Like, that's, what's fun about reading advice columns. Really. Yep. It's like being able to be like, oh, that's a perspective. But also, I feel like they missed this entire other thing, and it makes you feel like the well, expert. The, uh, the conspiratorial part of my mind thinks that the really good advice givers, they deliberately make things a little bit contentious, just so the community feels more compelled to you know, passionately share their opinions in the comments. And that's really what makes these things stay afloat in the long run. It's that the community has very passionate, strong feelings about the writing. And a lot of advice givers, I won't name names, but they're just really good writers and they're just kind of snarky and that's sort of their thing. Yeah. And the advice, you know, maybe that's sort of secondary, but it's just contentious enough that people feel compelled to participate. What happens when you Such two disagree? Point. Does that happen a lot? Oh, I know better. I was going to say, ah! rarely if ever, because usually I'm just like, no, you're wrong. I, I mean, I know better than to disagree. That, that yeah, came all yeah. wrong. Oh, I know. No, I, we knew what oh, you meant. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was very clear. They're also sitting in the room watching me death glare you across the table. Oh, my goodness. There have been some death glares. You, you, everyone is missing out. Yeah, I, missing out. I think we have disagreed maybe on a few, but not, like, strongly. Because that's kind of our thing, is, or at least my thing, is I try and see it from every perspective and... I don't know. I'm just sort of go with the flow. I I suspect Matt and I wouldn't be married if we strongly disagreed on too many things that are the sorts of things we would cover in the podcast. Because I feel like a lot of it's sort of about your core beliefs as a human being. That's true. Um, like in terms of like what your sense of right and wrong is and like if Matt and I had different senses of right and wrong we wouldn't work as a couple because I'd be like right. what the hell is it's, wrong with you? Well, you can't get around. Right. Well, like if he was like actually like sometimes you want to date Nazis <laughs> like I gotta go. Wait a minute. But being a couple is I mean is it hard to work with your spouse? I know this is a little less work and a little more play but is that tough? No I don't think so at all. And we just sit down and chat and we happen to record it. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, Matt has always been the kind of person that liked to like have a project. Um, mm. So he's had like various projects over time. And I often honestly ended up sort of like, so this is funny coming from like a polyamory perspective because I'm rarely jealous of his partners, but I have been jealous of his projects. I've been oh, like, this project is that. taking a lot <laughs> of time that you could be spending with me. Yep. And instead you're doing this other thing that I'm not interested in. So it's been really fun to have a project that's both of us because we're equally invested in it. And also like when he's off editing the podcast for six hours or whatever, I'm like, that's okay <laughs> because that's like, I get it. I get what's going on. We're putting out a good product. Yeah. It's like instead of thing. being like, excuse me, Pay attention to me. Yeah. Oh, I've long me? wanted to yeah. do a, a project with you, and gosh, I feel like so much of my life is like that now, right? Like, I, I want to make time for video games, but uh, I don't have time to see my friends, so I have to have them be multiplayer games so I can mm. merge everything. And I just think everyone should just merge in a polyamorous kind of way. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> it sounded dirty, and then you threw polyamory uh, in there. I was like, well, that one sounds really, <laughs> really explicit. No, it's, it's true. Applying polyamory to like your interests and like your priorities. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I really just want everyone to get along and collaborate. Matt really just wants everyone to play video games with him, but like if he can't <laughs> get that to happen, agenda. Yeah. podcasting will come in. Matt playing video games. Yeah. P.S. You don't want me playing video games with you because I am no help. Oh. Well, he'll just play competitive games with you, kick your ass, well, and then be like, go. oh, you did so good. That's helping that, my you ego. Do want, you do <laughs> want me for those, yeah. I was going to mention, my, so my husband has been on this podcast a few times, and it doesn't go well because he's a lot better at me at it than me, and that's rude. <laughs> but also, um, it doesn't go well when we, play, when we play video games together because like, we'll play like Mario and be on a team, and he is like... You're the literal worst, oh. and I might divorce you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, we play cooperative games that you do? are yeah that are more I, I, I don't know accessible. I guess is the right word. They don't require a whole lot of <laughs> uh, prior gaming experience yes. with the evolution of control. He picks the games like. that are good for people like me who didn't grow up on video games and are like, I don't understand how thumbs work. Right. Same. I'm I'm in the same boat. Oh, he tried so to teach me Halo, and I ended up up a tree, and I'm still not sure how. <laughs> so we went from Wait, Halo. Li- you mean okay. literally like in the literally, game? Literally, like up in the game, tree. I was in a tree, and I was like, I don't, I can't tell where, like, I don't know what. And he how was like, did I get how? here? How? It was impressive. Uh, I don't I, know. I, I, I read that that means you won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won the game. Won also, game. every time I tried to shoot, the call, jump. Yes, that was pretty impressive. So we went from that to Peggle, and. In a, oh god! We once went online and played against like I think there were probably twelve year olds, and we just stomped them, and it was so satisfying. <laughs> they had it coming. Oh, they, they absolutely did. Yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> Isn't it your bedtime? Your <laughs> <laughs> um, mom let you play this game. Back, can, I do want to talk about the question. Wait, though. yeah, I do too. Oh, okay. Because it's very complicated. Do you recall? For our fans, what, how, how you responded. And by the way, the, our fans should definitely go back and listen to the full episode. The episode is called Matt and uh, Hannah and Matt Don't Date Nazis. Again, the podcast is Hannah and Matt Know It All. Thanks. Go <laughs> thank on. You, you. <laughs> um, I mean, I, if I recall correctly, I think a lot of what we talked about was the need for open, honest communication and talking about what do these labels mean to each of you um, and why is it important to you to identify the way that you do. Um, because there is like, and for the, for the partner that wrote in to try to see it from, uh, their partner's perspective, because they've already gone through this coming out process and to like have to then essentially feel like they have to go and take it back is even though they aren't like, they obviously seem to have no like withholdings on that, like that they're up, they're happy with their life choices. They want to stay with their spouse who is transitioning but that that requires a lot of like unlearning and relearning yourself and also unsetting and resetting your place in society and when you've taken a firm stance on like who you are and how you fit in that that's that even if you are supportive and even if you love your partner no matter what that's still a really intense process of relearning yourself and like how other people see you that's gonna be really hard Mm. um so, like, as with so many questions, we definitely recommended therapy because we were, like, maybe yeah. see a couples counselor and, like, talk through this shit because it's really important and, like, there isn't a wrong person here. Mm. I don't think, like, I think both of their experiences are super valid and super important and, like, they sound like they're a good and supportive couple and that they're good for each other. But, like, that's really hard. Like, Matt and I kind of talked about it some afterwards and, like, what it would mean to Matt and Matt's um, sort of idea of himself and vision of himself 
had he oriented as straight until I came out. Mm. Like, luckily, Matt always oriented as queer as well. And so it didn't end up being a thing for us. But I'm like, if if you thought you married a woman and then I was like, I'm not. Right. And you thought of yourself as a straight man. And then all of a sudden your partner was not identifying as female anymore. Like, that would take a lot of adjustment in terms of how you saw yourself and, like, what you thought about, like, your place in the world and, like, what labels applied to you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I like what you were saying about, like not just how you thought of yourself, but how others saw you. I think that sort of like your idea of the world and how you fit in the world is a big part of that. I, of course, relate it to um, coming out as a gay man. And um, it. I, I had so long to like figure that shit out and like understand what that meant for me. And by the time I was like coming out to my parents, I was like, yeah, yeah, like it's fine. Like we're we're all fine. This is fine. Like I have got I have moved past mm-hmm. any like trouble I had with it. Um, but you know, it took my mom a second, and I wasn't patient enough at nineteen to <laughs> understand that like she just needed some time to readjust the way she felt she would be seen with a gay son, the way she had my life planned, which was a marriage and children, which I think at the time she didn't understand that could all could still happen both at the time couldn't legally happen. But, um, anyway, so with some perspective, it made me realize like I should have given her so much more space and so much more patience to come around to this. And I wonder what your feedback on this might be. If, um, if he were to give his wife a, a year, do you know what I mean? To, to do exactly what you said, Hannah, and communicate everything that they're feeling and all of their stances, because it really is an identity issue for both of them. I can understand the wife in the, in this situation as well. But I think I just I just would bet in a year we come back to this couple and the wife doesn't identify as a lesbian anymore. And queer has become also this more all-encompassing term that really feels applicable in this situation. Absolutely. And I just wonder if given a little bit of time, that won't be the case. Thoughts? Honestly, that would be like my suspicion of how this will go because it sounds like uh, his wife really loves him. And like, um, I think one of the things that we brought up uh, a bit in terms of like how one sees oneself and like oriented within a community is how as much as the LGBT community can be really supportive and amazing at times, there can also be some really strong phobias within the community. 200%. Yeah. And so, yeah. So to like to come out as a lesbian and then to like backtrack and be like, actually backtrack air quotes because you know, bisexual is less gay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, But yeah, to like, to like do that. It's It's it's, only medium gay. (laughs) I'm just like, kind of get I don't even know what to call myself anymore because I'm like well I don't have a gender so like do I have to disown bisexual now because that implies a spectrum of I don't know because that's part of the binary um, yes, yeah yeah exactly but I don't know what a binary is what's the bi part of binary um but yeah no I suspect that like once she gets through sort of that hurdle and I think there's probably a lot of fear involved in yeah. terms of like am I gonna get ostracized by a community that I've been a part of for my known adulthood because I just changed what label I was using and it's not a label they like but I I suspect that like yeah given some time to adjust and like think about it and like talk to their closest friends and like get used to the idea they're going to be fine and she'll be like I'm queer yeah and and I think to that point what what you're saying about how she feels perceived within the lesbian community I do think probably what she is reeling against is the idea that she doesn't feel she could ever be in love with a cisgendered man. Right. 
right? So she feels like, how do I qualify this in my mind? And and I I don't think maybe she's found that way yet. And yeah, hopefully they'll resolve that. Yeah, I hope so too. Because they sound like otherwise to be a a really good couple, but this is a hard thing to come up against. Yeah. Um, It was shocking to me at the end to hear him say, maybe we shouldn't be together. Mm. You know, I didn't even think that that was an option. I thought, yeah. like, you can do it. Like, just, you <laughs> can talk about it. Through so much together, and this just feels like, hopefully, a last little hurdle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely, I can see how it could feel like a deal breaker, but I really also sincerely hope that they, uh, as a couple, decide that it's not. Yeah. Also, I'm talking a lot, and Matt's not talking, so if you have anything you want to chime in. <laughs> oh, Matt, I, 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 I agree with you on the idea that it just takes time because it's a transition as much for him as it is for her to, to sort that out, to navigate the biphobia, which I think is a completely legitimate concern and to go through that process of, am I going to lose my community in support of my partner? And that is a huge thing to have to reconcile. Yeah. And it's a, it's a thing that couples navigate all the time in terms of all sorts of different things in terms of dating somebody or marrying somebody who is outside of like what your family or your community would have expected for you. But it's, this is a different perspective than you, than you tend to see um, in terms of like being part of what is like socially considered a more alternative community. Mm -hmm. And then like going from appearing to be a lesbian couple to appearing to be a straight couple. Yeah. That's, that yeah i i can't even imagine i feel like that would be a huge adjustment yeah i i wonder if there's a world where it would help her to explain the situation as she identifies to say well i was a lesbian but my spouse you know recently transitioned so now i identify as bisexual or as queer like i i wonder if that would help her i feel like probably within communities that they already know like existing friends that could work but i think that one of the issues in this letter was uh the letter writer being afraid of being outed because uh they didn't necessarily want to go through life with everyone knowing they were trans because that's just not a really safe space to exist in the world right now totally um and i think that that was one of i think that's probably one of the biggest hurdles for both of them is uh that the wife would probably be comfortable saying i'm married to a trans man uh, more than she would be comfortable saying I'm married to a man. Right. Um, that 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 little uh, addendum and that signifier like is like this is still a queer marriage. Yeah. Um, but he would prefer. For but that he not would to prefer not to have that be like yeah. his main identifier. He would yeah. prefer to just be seen as as a person rather than like constantly being seen as a trans person. Weird. Imagine that. <laughs> I know. It's so layered. It's so complicated. Yeah. Do you think this is one of your tri- like the toughest? I think this is the hardest question we've ever gotten. Like, this is the one that when we got it, I was like, oh, shit, this person really needs an answer. And also, like, my stomach dropped into my toes because I was like, I don't want to fuck up this person's life. I don't want to fuck up either of their lives. This is really complicated. Yeah. I almost think that, I mean, I would be curious to hear what other advice columns would say. I wonder, Dan Savage should copy you both <laughs> see well, if he can do nearly as good of a job as you did I bet. but but i think also to your earlier point like it's cool that you guys exist because dan savage is a cis white man same by the way and it does feel a little like squicky to use his word to like be speaking to a a queer woman, lesbian woman, and a trans man, and say, "Oh, this is my, this is what I think," because it's sort of like, I feel like, 
I, I should be looking to a trans voice or a, a female voice to be answering this question, you know? I think I've been so, I've gotten used to the idea of just leaving gender out of conversation in, in general, particularly when talking about Hannah, it's, it's like, you know, I refer to you as my partner or my spouse and people don't often inquire as like, oh, what gender are they? Right. <laughs> so, you know, especially if it's just a casual situation, there's a lot of ways to avoid that in day-to-day conversation. Yeah. It's just yeah. respectful. I definitely to, yeah. refer to Matt as my spouse or sometimes just his spouse as though it's his name. I'm just like, yeah, spouse and I went to see a movie this weekend. <laughs> I like that. Often, I, I, husband. Call, I call DJJ with my bae. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Because you're a millennial, so that makes a lot of sense. I was going to say, so are you younger than me then? (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know what bae means. (laughs) Talk to us about fidget spinners. Oh, my lanta. I bought one for my intern the other day. She did not appreciate it. I'm assuming this is not the cat intern that you're speaking of right now. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. It's a little paw one, no. Oh, my Um, gosh. (laughs) Well, did you, after you answered this question, did you have doubts? Did you think I should have said this? Would you change your answer now? Maybe this person's listening. <gasps> I we, doubt we it. We regret nothing ever. I mean, okay. it's, it's <laughs> seemed, no, but it seemed so solid. It seemed like you thought about it forever and that you were put on this planet to answer the question. I'm serious. That's yeah. how I felt. No, I really did. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, I think that like we finished and we hit stop on the recording. And I think that I looked at Matt and just went, Oh my god! Like <laughs> that time. was a lot. <laughs> oh, we um, were drinking whiskey the whole way. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but but listening to it back, no, I felt I felt pretty good about it. Like I, this is so I identify very strongly with Alice in Wonderland. This has been like a formative text for me, and one of one of the quotes that I really appreciate that I think is only in the movie. I don't think it's even in the book. Is I give myself very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. Mm. And so sometimes I listen back to stuff I say and I'm like, Oh shit, that actually sounds like I know what I'm talking about. That's awesome. (laughs) Because if this was my life, I would just be like hide under table, bring booze. So you're really a nightmare at tapas restaurants. Like you say, (laughs) you put up a good game. I'm legit under the table with the bottle of wine. Okay. (laughs) But no, I thought I felt like this one. This one, like when I listened to it back, I was like, no, that like, I, I feel like, it made sense. Yeah. Um, you, you guys are gonna regret like forming relationships with me and Lauren because now we're just gonna text you for yep. every little <laughs> thing we need advice number. for. Yes. No, I'm into it. I love telling other people how to live. <laughs> hey, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's great. You're, you're gonna get a lot of passive aggressive questions about podcast partners. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, no, but I have a couple of questions just about advice columns in general, because. A lot of times I'm mean, so I listen to questions. I'm like, that didn't happen like that. You're lying. <laughs> like, you're exaggerating. You wrote the letter to make yourself sound better. <laughs> but I think as advice givers, do you have to just kind of like believe the letter writer? Or do you often Ooh. guess? Like, do you doubt the letter writer? Or are you like, not question. allowed to do that? Because there is also good in just answering a question, even if it's not for that person. The majority of lies are just by omission. So when people are writing in, oftentimes, and this isn't always the case, they're looking to be validated, right? So they'll try and paint themselves in a positive light. You can typically see that. The ones where you just sort of go, oh, like the people who are not in the wrong at all, and they're trying to be so empathetic towards the other person who's being shitty to them. So, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle, typically. Uh, for the ones that are really out there, that are like this this situation like I cannot wrap my head around this happening to a person you treat them like they're real why not what's the harm yeah Um, this is actually it's a question that has come up with us when we've been talking to 
professional advice columnist, which I feel like I'm like, I need some sort of indicator when I, I don't mean real, but yes, no, people <laughs> that do this for a living instead of as a hobby. Um, and they get asked that by people all the time. Like, how do you, like, that seems fake. How do you know it's not fake? And generally the answer people give is like, well, I'm not harming anyone by answering it. And I could be helping someone by validating their truth. Mm. Um, and so it's erring on the side of like, you could do good, but you're not going to hurt anybody by assuming that it's true. Whereas if you assume that it's not true, you could be not giving someone advice that really needs it. That's true. And some of the just value of advice columns for people is the entertainment aspect. Yes. So if they're out there, all the better. Did someone really auction off spaces in their wedding party? Who knows? But it was a hell of a lot <laughs> of fun to read about. That was a good <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess in my head I'm thinking, what if there's someone, one evil person, who's making up these batshit problems that are totally <laughs> fake just so they can get on your podcast? Then applause And they're to wasting them. your valuable time. <laughs> like, you'd be helping people. That that That's not happening. But that's in my head. That's also, it's a little bit flattering. Like, yeah. Right. Sure. Okay, sure. That's that person's obsessed with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Um, do Wait. you talk about what you're going to say beforehand? Or is it on the fly? Almost never. Very rarely. I actually only recently started reading the questions that Matt pulled ahead of time <laughs> because I got really like caught in a bind a couple of times where I was like, oh my God, I have no idea what to say to that. <laughs> oh no. So now I like actually read the questions instead of just going in blind and being like, oh, wing it, it'll be great. But I like the off the cuff, like it, it certainly sounds like you guys are very prepared in your answers, but I also think there's something good about the, your first instinct, the first thing that comes to your mind, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I only sometimes take notes too and yeah typically i read the question once i i put it on a trello board and you know we may or may not read each other's questions and then it's time to record and, and that's that well we we had struggled at the beginning of our podcast between writing out everything and planning it a lot mm-hmm. and not planning it out at all and i think we've struck like a good balance but yeah. it took a while because you do want it to feel off the cuff and natural and you want to surprise each other yeah <laughs> yeah totally but you can't we were, we were often not planning anything. We, we need a little structure. So, Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, it's a lot like giving a good speech where you want, like, an outline and some notes, but you don't want the sentences spelled out. Because you can really yeah. tell the difference when somebody's, like, reading out loud versus, like, actually just expressing a sentiment. It's funny you use that example because this, the, the first couple tries were really, like, zero preparation. And it was, like... Okay, what is um, what is next? What is a podcast? And then <laughs> the next phase was like, up next we have a podcast which is one of our favorites to listen to with our ears. Like just <laughs> at, we wrote we wrote out everything, and that, neither of those worked. So you're yeah, right. So it's like what you're hearing now is an improvement. Is what we're saying. <laughs> I mean, really you guys works. sound great to me. So uh, oh, you spoil us. <laughs> Um, you already got my review from on iTunes. I know. <laughs> That's true. You're, you're we'll take your notes into consideration. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Eat the forehead. The stomach is growling. <laughs> Who are your favorite advice givers? Okay, so for I me, think I know this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah like for, for you, it's like obvious. For me, it's right. Yeah. I, have, I have three clear winners. I'm Ooh. Mallory Ortberg, Allison Green, and Jennifer Pupis. So that's uh, Awkward, yeah. Ask a Manager, uh, Dear Prudence, and uh, Captain Awkward are like the three that I read religiously every time they came out like for 
as long as I can remember at this point, like just for ages. And then I've kind of grown to include new ones as we've done this podcast. I've been like, oh my God, there's so many people doing this. But those three are like near and dear to my heart. So our, our overlap, I think, would be Captain Awkward, just because I, I so appreciate the work that she does. She's so thorough and helpful and just, yeah, the really long resources that she provides is awesome. Uh, and then for me, number one would probably be the McElroy brothers. And I know oh, that's... that's right. Yeah, I mean, often their advice is just sort of goofy i mean they're doing a comedy podcast first and foremost but what i love about the unique uh, corner that they have in the advice world is that they're mostly covering questions that don't have answers right i mean at least the answer is uh you can't do anything about it and what they're training their audience to do is just laugh off situations that are awkward that you can't you can't change somebody asking you uh stupid questions about the weather every day just i don't know have fun with it so that's good stuff. And uh, boy, who else? Um, oh, Heather Haverleski of uh, Ask Polly, because she has these very long, very personal, like insightful uh, essays, really personal essays that um, are just awesome. They're fun to read. Yeah. Good answers. It, it, listening to you talk about these different characters, it's like, it's just, it's all comes back to storytelling and so beautiful about it <laughs> totally lauren who are your favorite advice givers awesome etiquette because no i mean besides both. i'm like the right answer is clearly no i'm Hannah no i'm joking okay. about awesome <laughs> i'm etiquette. done i'm, I'm I, out I, i'm under <laughs> the table with my bourbon i am joking awesome etiquette it gives me rage yeah it does but i can't <laughs> stop I, I'm unable. It's Monday morning. Every Monday morning, I know. But it, I, me. it puts me in a really bad mood because I'm like, get some problems. But I need to be nicer about it. No, I would say Hannah and Matt is my favorite advice. I'm serious. No, it's the only one that I listen to every single time. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I listen to Mallory. That's true. I do really. And that's how I found you. Right. Yeah. And ever since, I mean, I kicked her to the curb once I discovered both of you. But... <laughs> no, I really, I do. I just your... left like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. We can edit that out if you want. No. <laughs> nope, keep it in, please. And also, but what, and what I like about yours is it's so selfless. It's giving voice to so many different people. And I, it, it's um, what I was saying about Dan Savage, how you can always predict what Dan Savage is going to say. I don't feel like that would ever happen to your podcast because it's constantly changing. You're constantly bringing in other advice columns. I just it never feel stale. I, I love it. And that's why I can't believe you're here. <laughs> and I feel like I made new best friends. Yeah. yeah we're get coming tapas. Over, coming over Jeez. tomorrow, right? Okay. Uh, Sleep over. Oh, where's your stuff? I thought you were spending the night. Oh, goodness. <laughs> wow. Jeez. I locked the door. Oh. <laughs> also, Matt said. I sleep naked. Matt said oh. to, oh, well, speaking of, you said tapas, and I thought you said topless. And I was like, yeah, we should all be topless. Oh, yeah. tapas. Well, yes. I have okay. a kind of amazing shirt on. I'm not going Well, topless. that's true. You could be bottomless. We could be topless. Okay. Fine. Okay. Balance. Perfect. <laughs> um, so send your questions for Hannah and Matt to hannahandmattknowitall at gmail.com or anonymously at bit.com. Lee slash Hannah and Matt. I can't believe you guys have a Bitly and an online merch store. Ugh. I mean, that is how I, you know you are so it. legit. I'm so jealous. We have some <laughs> dinky friendship bracelets that we're trying to hack off. Those onto friendship I- bracelets are first class. They have a merch store. <laughs> to be fair, I have a like 
undergrad degree in studio art that is not being used for anything other than doodling on my computer and putting it on our merch. <laughs> also, to be fair, my day job is in inbound organic marketing, so well, it's kind of... Well, it impressed the pants off me. That's why I'm not wearing All pants. our leftover unused skills were like, right, put them right. on the podcast, <laughs> it's fine. Well, thank you so much. I can't yeah. wait to send my questions along. I know. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. This was so much fun. You guys oh, thank were you so much. You guys were the best. Uh, not only did we get great advice, but you also just like are you know we're we're good to have around. Yeah, and good luck to Shadow tomorrow. We'll be Shadow will Aww. be in our thoughts. Hopefully, she's not ever <laughs> Well, we can't wait to hear more from Hannah and Matt. Know it all, and thanks to our editor Kara Hughes. We love you. And send us podcasts you want to listen to. Except we already know about Hannah and Matt know it all, so you don't have to tell (laughs) us about that one. Tweet us, I love your podcast. Yeah. And that's it. Thanks, everybody. You're the best. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.